Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and work continues on the book. And actually, don't I don't know when the first book in the series is going to actually come out. I'm thinking somewhere around maybe Valentine's Day you'll get to actually see Crucify, but I'm going to be starting work on the third book of the series, Glorify My Love, shortly after I finish the writing of Sanctify My Sins. So, yeah, lots of work going on. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah, so, hi! Okay, so today what I wanted to talk about is... Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming back to TV. And I don't want to just do a rundown of everything that's coming back. But I would like to talk about three shows in particular that are coming back to the big, back to the TV, back to the small screen, that I, I, I have concerns about. And they're very specific concerns. These are shows that I love in their original form, and some of which have, they've actually tried to reboot before. It's that time again, they're bringing stuff back. And I'm not going to be talking about the Frasier reboot because that's still in the weirdness of weirdnesses because they don't even know what they're going to do yet. So there's nothing really to talk about there. I think that is a show that could come back. Maybe. I don't know what they're going to do without the dad, but I would, I would love to have some more Perry Gilfin and David Hyde Pierce. And I, I, I Okay, I admit it. I'm currently doing a rewatch of uh, Frasier right now because, well, it's funny and I can have it on the background when I'm writing. So, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Frasier lately and it actually holds up a lot better than I thought it would for a 90s sitcom. But I'm not going to talk about that because we don't know what's going to happen with that other than the fact that Kelsey Grammer really wants it to happen. Um... So the first show I do want to talk about is Bewitched. Yeah, you heard me right. Samantha, Uncle Arthur, all that. Yeah. Okay, I have some issues with this coming back. But first of all, actually, I'll get to why I think it might work in a minute. But I love Bewitched. I grew up watching reruns of Bewitched because I'm pretty sure I'm not old enough for its original run. I grew up watching Bewitched, but I'm pretty sure they were in reruns by then. Because um, I think it was a show that happened in the 60s and I wasn't born until the late 70s. So um, I love Bewitched. I grew up loving Bewitched. Uncle Arthur and Esmeralda. And oh, I just, I love that show. But it has one big problem. It is a product of its time, and its time wasn't all that nice. Uh, okay, so if you're not familiar with Bewitched, the basic plot of the original show is Samantha is a witch, 
And she falls in love with a mortal man named Darren and gets married to him without telling him that she's a witch. And then he finds out she's a witch. And because he's the man of the house, he forbids her from doing magic because he's the man. And it's... While the blatant misogyny in that setup is very self-evident, the character of Darren, played by the double York, the double Dicks, um, it was he was played by Dick York and Dick Sargent, and one was just traded up for the other with no explanation, just bing, Darren's different, because um, it's the 1960s and people don't care about continuity, I guess. Bing! Okay, so there we go from that premise the show has severe issues because it's I w i'm not even going to say that it was a cool idea to have a woman have to be subservient to her husband to the point where she denies that she has magic even though she doesn't and she still does magic and some of the things that the nosy neighbor does is clearly stalkerish and in our modern modern context Oh, it, it brings up bad memories of things that have happened to people that have, you know, resulted in severe bodily harm. So I, I, I'm not sure how this show can translate into a modern media medium. Um, they tried it. I don't know if you remember or not, but Nicole Kitman, Kitman and Will Ferrell did a version of Bewitched. They did a movie and... It, I tried to like it. I really did. I was a fan of Nicole Kidman at the time. I was a fan of Will Ferrell at the time. I love Bewitched. And it, it, it's not terrible. Well, it may be terrible. But the thing is, I don't remember it. I know I watched it. I remember talking about it. I remember having feelings about it. But it wasn't so bad that I no longer remember it. And it wasn't so good that I'm trying to argue that it's a forgotten classic. It was a middle-of-the-road comedy that was very safe, that did its best with the premise and tried to make it work in a modern context where they couldn't just have Darren beat his foot on the ground and say, well, I'm the man of the house, and what I say goes, because... That, that doesn't play well to a modern audience because, you know, that that's abuse. <laughs> so I, I don't know what they're going to do with this show. I really don't. Especially since we have The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, and we have the... what? I, oh, I can't remember the Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina show. The other one. I don't know. Sabrina, the Teenage Witch? I think it was just Sabrina, the Teenage Witch which have in their own way kind of been this kind of a show where you have someone who's a witch who is trying to, you know, has to hide their witchiness from the mortals and especially the mortals in their lives. And it can't really let itself get too close to one of those or it'll just feel like it's aping those ideas. And now I, I have no illusion that they're going to go anywhere near the territory of the Chilean Adventures of Sabrina. I love that show, and I'm actually planned to do a full episode review of that show. Um, 
but it's a darker creepier show and i'm pretty sure they're going to try to stay to the lighthearted comedy of it now the only reason i think that this show might work at all is kenya barris who is behind blackish is doing the show and blackish is really funny and finds a way to talk about a lot of issues in a very funny way and it knows when to be serious, it knows when to be funny, and it knows how to do a modern family sitcom in a way that works. I'm a big fan of Blackish, I think it's a great show. Um, so this might work. We know that it's actually going to star an interracial couple, and it's going to be a black witch who marries a white man. And my only concern with that is with this being bewitched, Oh, if he tries to tell her that she has to deny her heritage because he's not into her doing magic. Oh, oh, the racism that gets added to the sexism on top of that. Oh, that, that, that could be really bad. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what they're going to do. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that that's not what they're going to do. I'm hoping that it, he finds a way just to make it into that. Well, they, the writers and everybody involved find a way to do it in such a way that it's a comedy that works more of a family sitcom kind of thing and there's a lot of things that you can play with other than the quasi-abusive relationship that you know darren and samantha were in in the original i mean esmeralda as the just hateful spiteful mother-in-law wonderful like perennial character you could bring her in and have some fun with her I want the queerest Uncle Arthur character that has ever queered up television. Like, I want them to cast RuPaul Charles to play Uncle Arthur on this show. Please, please, in the name of all that is holy, let that happen. Because if we're doing a modern retelling with a black Samantha, oh, who, who would be a better Uncle Arthur than RuPaul? I mean, seriously, who? I'm trying to think, because I, I don't know of anybody who would do a better job. I, I want that. I want that so bad. And that may, again, cause problems, because if I remember correctly, RuPaul was on the original Sabrina show. So I don't know how contracts and stuff work, so that may not be possible. But, oh, oh, I really want that to happen. If not, if not, I can think of a couple other contestants, <laughs> like Latrice Royale from... Uh, Drag Race, Latrice would make a wonderful Uncle Arthur. So just think about that, maybe. Because I, the one thing that they have to keep is I want a queer Uncle Arthur. Because that, for me, was one of the few characters I had to hold on to when I was a little kid and I felt different and I didn't understand why I felt different, but I liked Uncle Arthur. That has to stay. Beyond that, we'll see what they do. Fingers crossed on this one. Given the people involved in the remake, maybe, hopefully, it will work. I hope. I'd love to know what you guys think about this. Please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and do a call in. I, I would love to know what you all think about this. I, I'm kind of nervously excited. 
I want it to be good. I want it to be good so bad. All right. So we'll talk about the next two after this message from our sponsor. So we're back and I have to say, I hope you guys don't find the sponsored ads to be annoying. Um, I've been doing this for a long time and the fact that I actually have sponsors for the show now makes me really happy because now every episode and every download I, I make a little bit and that just, I don't know, this is like in a weird way, this is a dream come true to be able to, you know, make some money off of doing these podcasts to help, you know, pay for everything else that I do around them. So hopefully you, you don't find the ads annoying. I'm going to do my best to stay as good as I can at reading them, but thank you so much for listening. Okay. So we have two more shows to talk about before the end of this episode that are coming back. The first one, I don't have a lot to say about because it's the Muppet show and it's going to be coming to the new Disney. I think it's called Disney plus their new streaming app. I want to say that I can trust them to do this, but I actually really want them to just revive the old Muppet show. I don't think it needs a lot of tweaking to work nowadays. Get some modern guests, some comedians, some musicians, Please don't make them all simply from the Disney family. Like, go out of the box. I'd like to see, you know, Ariana Grande and some others, you know, you know, safer musicians in there. Like, I doubt, well, I don't know. Thinking of some of the guests that they had on the original Muppet Show when I was a kid, you know, I could see maybe a Charlie XCX or, you know, an Anne Marie. I would love to see Anne Marie. Get Anne Marie. Like, I will forever love your new. Muppet Show, if you get Anne-Marie on there, because I, I really like Anne-Marie. Did I just come out of the closet? I feel like I just came out of the closet. Well, I don't care. I like Anne-Marie. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I have faith that this could work as long as they, you know, have good writers. They remember that Fozzie needs to be unfunny funny and, you know, Kermit is the heart of, you know, the Muppet Show. There's not... I, I I hate to say this because I feel like every time I say something like this, these large mega corporations find a way to prove me wrong. But I don't think there's a lot of ways that you can mess up the, the Muppet Show. If if you're not from the, familiar with it, the original Muppet Show, which I grew up with, was a variety show that kind of split its time between what was going on on the stage and what was going on backstage. And so they'd have like a little story, a little funny story about what was going on backstage. They would have a couple guest stars, be it from a TV show or a movie or a performer. And it was just funny. It was funny, lighthearted humor. I, I don't see any way that that couldn't work now, as long as they keep it funny, lighthearted humor and, you know, just go back to the spirit of what the Muppets are like the first I, I didn't see Muppets Most Wanted so I can't speak to that um, but the um, the first Muppet reboot movie that they made a couple years back that was really good it made me cry like give me all the feels and they had to get the band back together so they can do the Muppets right so please please fingers crossed do the Muppets right do the Muppets right 
please, please, Disney, do the Muppets right. But the third show, which I, I, I'm very concerned about, is The Munsters. I love The Munsters. You have no idea how much I love The Munsters. The Munsters and The Addams Family premiered literally within a week of each other, though The Addams Family actually came first, but The Munsters was bigger than The Addams Family, which is weird because we've gotten a lot more Addams Family stuff over the years and a lot more good Addams Family stuff over the years than we have Munsters. The, the basic premise of the Monsters, which is why it worked, is they were an average sitcom family. With the twist being the father was Frankenstein's monster, his wife was a cross between the child of Dracula and the bride of Frankenstein, his, grand, his father, his father-in-law was Dracula, his son was the Wolfman, and they had Marilyn, who was very clearly the Marilyn Monroe everyday teenager in the mix. And they didn't understand why people reacted to them the way that they did, and they were always kind of sad that Marilyn didn't fit into the family. The original series was created by the same creative team that did Leave It to Beaver, and it was brilliant. It was so funny. It's still funny. I, I love the monsters. I love the monsters. I rewatch the monsters quite often. Even the kind of okay movie that they did with the original series, which is where the term Dragula comes from. And as much as I like the Rob Zombie song, that's not the Dragula. The Dragula was actually a coffin-based drag race vehicle that Grandpa ran in a race in the movie that they did for the monsters. That was the Dragula. It wasn't the actual car that they went around in all the time. But that's me nitpicking because I love the show. And I do. I love the show. I think there's a lot of things that they could do with this. There have been numerous reboots of the monsters throughout my life. Uh, okay. So the weird green monsters was not good. And if you saw it, you know what I mean. It was, I think, in the 90s. When they tried to do that, it was a live-action remake. I believe John Shook, if I'm remembering correctly, played Herman, which wasn't bad casting in a way, but they it looked overly cartoony, but didn't embrace its cartooniness enough to justify how cartoony it looked, especially being a live-action show. So it, it didn't really... I believe that series was called The Monster's Return or something like that. And then we had the Mockingbird Lane reboot of the series, which eh, Eddie Zerd was funny. It, it had some moments to it. I think it may have been able to work, but of course, you know, it wasn't given a chance. This show needs to be what the original show was, which was partially a commentary on modern society with its concerns about fitting in, because the funniest parts of the show was how the monsters didn't understand how people reacted to them. They didn't, they just didn't get it. And that's what made it funny. It was kind of the original, the, now this is going to sound weird, but follow me here. The Brady Bunch movies that came out and I believe the 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, those that was in a way the best reboot of the monsters that has ever been made even though it was a reboot of the brady bunch because the basic conceit of that movie was 
they didn't understand why people saw them as different for being groovy because they were kind of stuck in this weird time warp as to who they were. And that's kind of how the Munsters were. They were immigrants from the old country, being Transylvania, and they just didn't understand that people saw them as different. And that is what a lot of the humor was based on. That, you know, Herman could go to a costume party and win for best costume when he didn't actually have a costume on. Because he didn't win for the suit of armor he was wearing. He won because they thought he had a mask on underneath it, that he was wearing a double costume. And, of course, they get offended when they find out that they were, you know, kind of making fun of his appearance, right? But that's the inside joke. They don't see themselves as different. They actually see Marilyn as different because she's the black sheep of the family. She doesn't look like the rest of them. So it's that kind of outsider humor that made something like the Munsters really work. In that unlike the Adams family, which celebrated its craziness, right? They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and ooky. They're all together spooky, the Adams family, right? They, they kind of relished in this idea of they're crazy and they're bizarre and they're strange. And there's a place for that. I love the Adams family. But the Munsters, on the other hand, didn't see themselves as different. Yeah, Grandpa was a mad scientist. Isn't everybody's grandpa a mad scientist? Like, isn't that just normal? Like, Eddie's a wolf? Man, isn't that normal? Well, we got to keep make sure Grandpa doesn't eat the guests. You know, like, these, these were just seen as normal and not as aberrations. And that's where I get concerned about the show getting remade. Because one of the problems that most fantasy slash horror shows have when they're put on television nowadays is they're constantly pointing out how strange the magic is, how strange the creatures are, how strange their aberrations from normal are. And the thing that made the monsters work is the basic message of the show was no matter how much of a freak you are, you're still normal. At least that's the message that I got from it. And growing up as a freak, that meant a lot to me. So this new show has to have that or it's just not going to work. Just flat out, it's not going to work. Now, Seth Meyers is behind the remake of the show. And I do watch the Late, late Night with Seth Meyers. I think that he can be funny. I'm kind of hoping some of his creative team are also on board with this. Um, they're apparently going to be setting it in Brooklyn, which concerns me a little bit. Um... But there could be some humor there. I'm not going to prejudge that. I think that that's an interesting choice. Especially if they like live in like an old brownstone or something like that. Like, I, 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 there needs to, it needs to keep its heart. If you're going to do the monsters and not just a different show with the monsters name on it, it needs to keep that message that it doesn't matter if you're a freak, you're okay, you're still a good person. And it needs to keep that spirit of innocence that the original show had where the characters didn't know how strange they were in the world. So as long as it does those two things, I think the show will work just fine.
but we'll have to see. Now, if I find out that Amber Rudd is working on this, I'm down 100%. I think she's hilarious. And I, I will support it just wholeheartedly because I think she's really funny and I think she will be able to bring a lot of the humor that I, I think the show should have to the show. But, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, those are three shows that are coming back. And uh, I, 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 am, I have my concerns. Do you? If you do, hit me up on Twitter. I'm C.E. Dorsal on Twitter. You can hit me up at Project Shadow on Facebook. And find the links to all my social media on ProjectShadow.com. Uh, yeah. If you have a couple dollars in your pocket and you want to help me out, depending on the app that you're listening to me on, there will be either a support button or in the show notes, there'll be a link that says support on Anchor. You can click that. You can give a $1, $5, or $10 a month. That really helps me make these shows and keep everything flowing. If you want to support everything that I do, you can go to patreon.com slash cedorset and support me over there. That supports everything, including the writing. Like I said, I have a big book series that's coming out next year, the Mask of the Gods series. There's three books in the series. The first two, well, the first one's written. The second one will be written by Friday, and the third one will I'll start writing shortly thereafter. Um, there will be audiobooks for them. Everything, if you want more information about that, you can find out more at ashdancer.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you can, share this episode or this podcast in general to people. It really does help me grow by word of mouth. If you have something that you would like to contribute, if you go to anchor.fm, download the app, you go to my page, you will see a call-in button. If you click on that, or I think it actually says... Uh, voice message now. If you click that button, you'll be able to send me a one minute voice message. Keep it clean. And you can ask a question. You can leave a comment. You can just let me know about something you want me to talk about on the show. And if it's good, I'll use it on the show. Thank you so, so much for everything that you do for me. Um, yeah. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.